Welcome to Changeling Cast, the podcast dedicated to reading, reviewing, and dissecting speculative romance series. I'm your host, Mara, from the booktube channel Books Like Woe, and this season we are tackling the Innkeeper's Chronicles by Alona Andrews. second season of Changeling Cast. So we are going to have a bonus episode here in a few weeks um, for Blood Air and the new Kate Daniels novella that are coming out. So this isn't totally the end of season two, but this is the wrap up of the main part of season two. So we have made our way through the Innkeeper's Chronicles and it's an interesting experience. I've been trying to like mull on kind of what my overall thoughts about the series are at this point. And it's definitely one that I have a new perspective on having done the reread. That's part of the fun of doing these Um, is that, you know, I kind of have a new, uh, I don't know. I think when I think of this series now, I think of it much more as cozy sci-fi as opposed to sci-fi romance. And yes, there are definitely romantic elements in this, but I would say that this is the least romance of the Alona Andrews series. I say that I haven't finished the Edge series, so maybe that one is less so. But I remember from what I remember of the books I've read in that there's more like a stronger romantic component in that series. So I think this is the least romance of the Alona Andrews series. And I would already say that the Kate Daniel series is really on the bubble um, because the genre, the urban fantasy genre, often does have a long running romance in it. So... Yeah, I mean, are there central love stories in these books? Yes, there are. But I don't think if you are a romance or I let me reverse that. I think if you are not a romance reader, this is definitely the series I would recommend starting Alona Andrews on because it's the one that reads most straightforwardly like SFF. So I think that definitely has shifted. So now I think much more of this as a cozy sci-fi series, um, which I love. I don't know that there's a ton of that out there. So like, let's celebrate (laughs) that there's such a a fun, cozy sci-fi series. Um, I think the other thing that I really take away from this reread is that I think that this series probably works a lot better for people who are reading it when it's being serialized. And I say that because as I was kind of mulling on my, where I've kind of landed with the the last three books that have come out, all of them, I feel like, don't get to the macro plot in the way that I would want it to. But if I think about it almost as like a comic book series where there's like, a new one coming out every week and you're kind of built into that more okay with having a super slow burn to getting to the overall story. I, I think I would feel less antsy or less impatient of like, come on, let's get back to the macro plot, please. So I, I will say that one of my takeaways from this is that I think that this is a series that I suspect if you're somebody who really enjoys serialization, 
this is probably a dream series for you because the the only real issues I have with this series go back to the fact that it starts its life as a weekly or however frequently they release it um, update to the story. And I think if you're living in it moment to moment, the way that those kinds of um, like comic book series or TV series encourage you to do like, hey, you're really just living in this for this week. I think that there's a lot like I think that this this definitely bumps up because really the main issues I have are that there's such an interesting macro plot going on and I am just absolutely dying for them <laughs> to make more progress on that or focus on that a little bit more. Um, I will say that where we end the sixth book, where we end Sweep of the Heart, oh my gosh, I am so excited to find out what happens next. So this is by no means a, oh, like, I'm so frustrated by this, I'm never coming back to it. It's like, no, I'm frustrated because I I am so engaged with this and I want more. Um, I really, now that they're, they found themselves on Dason, I assume that this means that the crew that we met, it, it also, I will say, this makes it make much more sense to me as a series, Sweep of the Blade, because if we spent that time on that planet because we're going to be interacting with Arlen's mom and his stepdad and more time with Lord Soren and more time with Karat and, you know, everything we learned about whatever that gigantic space dragon thing was, like, if all of that's going to come back up in the next book because they can go to Dason from the Gertrude Hunt whenever they want, oh, that's going to feel so satisfying. So some of this, some of my things that I may not have loved as much when I was first reading it, there's an, it's entirely possible that when we get towards the end of the series are not going to bother me anymore because I see the big picture, like already sweep of the blade. I'm like tempted to bump it up because I'm guessing that that's what's going to happen. And that would make my main complaint about that book. Well, one of my two main complaints, one of my (laughs) main complaints about that book go away because it would be like, oh, well, the reason why we're having this side quest is because it's going to fold back into the main series. So in terms of like where I land with this, I do really love the themes of it. I love the idea of kind of this being there's no place like home. Um, as sort of the underlying theme of the importance of place and being consistently in one place and building long-term relationships and building um, this literal, you know, with the, with the Gertrude Hunt, building and growing roots in a, in a place. Um, I just think is a beautiful metaphor and a, and a really something that I think particularly in sci-fi fantasy can sometimes not be something that's hit on as much because there's often sort of this like questing atmosphere that's driving a lot of the plot. And I like that this does have kind of a questy at like element to it, but because of the nature of the inn, it still is rooted in a, in a central home, a central place. So I think that that, kind of tension is really lovely in this series. I absolutely love the cast of characters in the series that I think I didn't realize how much I like them until I did the reread. Um, this is one of the best gangs of characters 
in Alona Andrews. I would say maybe even more so than Kate Daniels. Dare I say that? Like, yes, I do love characters in Kate Daniels, but I think just because the stakes and the tone in that series is a little bit different, um, the kind of love I have for those characters is less like, and more just like, oh, guys, you've been through so much. So this, the, the Innkeeper series, I feel like lets me just, like Oro, for example, that's just a character I get to just love and be just excited when he's on page because he is such a sweet little bean. And little, I say that, he's like a seven foot f- tall porcupine alien, but he just feels like such a sweet little bean. Um, you know, uh, Caldinia is such a complicated character, but one I get to root for, like, she kind of reminds me of the grandma from the Hidden Legacy series. Like, I just, the cast of characters, I think, you know, I probably would put it up there with Hidden Legacy. Like, I have similar feelings about both of those casts of characters of, like, all these people I'm always excited to see who have lots of interesting, like, side things going on and interests. It it feels like those characters' lives extend beyond the scope of the series. Like, you could write a book about almost any of the characters we know and love in either of those series because they feel like they have a whole life happening apart from our main characters in a way that I'm not sure is as true with Kate Daniels. Like, Kate Daniels really feels like the son of that, you know, galaxy. No, wait, what is it? Solar system. The <laughs> Oh my gosh. Kate Daniels feels like the son of the solar system of the Kate Daniels series in a way that it's less so for Hidden Legacy and Innkeeper. Like Innkeeper, it feels like they all have their own things going on in a way that makes the overall cast of characters really endearing. So um, I definitely love the characters. I love the microplots, even when I have critiques about how they fit into the macro plot on a page to page page basis. This series is just so fun and entertaining. Like there's always fun action things happening. There's interesting political machinations because building into probably the strongest thing about the series, which is the world building, like all of the plots build into the world building so nicely. And we just are constantly learning, um, new things about the way that this overall world works in a way that I think is really exciting. And I think that the microplots tend to do a really good job of expanding our sense of what all, you know, this world has to offer. And like I said, I think the world building is probably the strongest part of this entire series. I think it's so imaginative, so fun. I'm loving all the political machinations happening. Um, I love meeting the new species. I just think it's so inventive and jubilant and supportive of so many different interesting things that could be happening in these in this series. And it spawns so many interesting characters. So overall, I think I would probably give this series like a four star, which to me is an A minus. I don't I have at this point I may revise whenever we get through the entire series. I may be able to bump this up once I see the overall picture of where things are going. For now, I do think this series suffers for first being serialized before it's published because I just think that the balance is off in comparison to the rest of the Andrews oeuvre. 
because that's normally such a strong suit for them. They do such a good job of really pacing their overall series really well. And this is probably the least well-paced series that they have going. And that hurts me to say. But aside from that, I do really just love the characters, love the world, love the plots. And I'm really freaking excited to see what happens. Like, I really want to find out what happens with Gerald, uh, not Gerald, Gerard and Helen. Um, I really... I know I'm complaining about getting away from the main story, but I would love a short story or a novella with Gerard and Helen from when they were younger, um, when the kids were still kids. I really like what I know of them, and I really like that teaser short story that's a prequel that was really fun. So I would like that eventually. Once we get, we need, caveat, we need more macro plot progression first. But once we get that, I would love some Gerard and Helen. So um, in terms of ranking the books, far and away the best book in the series, in my opinion, is Clean Sweep. Like I said, I think that that is a perfect book of its kind, perfectly well paced within itself, um, like a really satisfying climax and conclusion to the initial trilogy of the book or of the series. Like I think that this is a really satisfying payoff to that arc of the series. So it works on the microplot level, the macroplot level, character development is great. Dina is the main driver of action in that book in a way that she's not in some of the others. And I really appreciated that. I think the world building is great. The themes around like religion um, and the other are really powerful. And also just the ongoing um, themes around home and that one are really powerful. So that book, I think, is perfect. It's clearly the best one, in my opinion. Um, I would actually say the, what is it? No, 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 wait. I said Clean Sweep was the best. No. One Fell Sweep. Sorry. <laughs> that's the one that I think is the the very, very best, because that's the third one. The first one, Clean Sweep, I think is the second best. I think it's a really good introduction to the series. It doesn't have as high of stakes, but it's a good setup, and I think it's a good example. It, it sets the tone for the series really well, I think, and sets um, a lot of the pieces on the chessboard up very nicely. It's well-paced in the micro and macro plot. Um, I think it's really, really good. I would put that at number two. Number three, you know, I'm going to give it to the novella that, that has come out, which was um, 4.5 and I believe it was called Sweep With Me. I think it works really well as a novella. It's got a good microplot, and we also just get some good character development, which is what that kind of novella should be doing. And I originally gave it three and a half, but once I like really thought it through, I was like, no, this should be a four. Okay. The other three are all pretty interchangeable to me. I would give all of them three and a half, and all of them I could persuade myself to give them four on a different day. Like, they have... I've already gone over this ad nauseum. The The weakness is the series pacing represented in those books. Um, well, no, no, no. I, I take that back. Sweep in Peace, my issue, my main problem with that one is that Dina is not the driver of action at the end of it. Now, I will say, George, somebody made a comment that was very helpful. Because like I said, I have not finished the Edge series. And apparently George is a character in the Edge series, so you may be more satisfied with his role in Innkeeper's Chronicles if you have read the Edge series. 
I've been holding the Edge series in reserve. It's like my breaking case of emergency, Alona Andrews. <laughs> so um, I haven't gotten through that yet, but I very much appreciate someone pointing that out because I think that's very helpful context. But my my personal problem, having not read that other series, is that George is too much the main like puppet master in Sweep and Peace. So that's my critique of that one. Um, but otherwise, I think Sweep and Peace, Sweep of the Blade, and Sweep of the Heart all of them have wonderful parts of them. I would recommend all of them. I like all of them. They just, for my money, are not quite what I want from the series and or from an Alona Andrews book. So for that reason, they're not, they're, they're B plus books instead of an A minus or an A book. So I would put, you know, take your pick of which one goes in four, five, or six. Today, I'm inclined to give it to Sweep of the Blade as number four, just because I really do like that world. And I see promise for it, like being mapped into the overall series a little bit better. But I do have a problem with the way the romance works in that one. So I don't know. Like I said, any of them you could slot in the remaining, the remaining slots. So overall, I'm really glad I did this. Uh, I was good to get caught back up. I'm glad that I now have these episodes as reference in the future, depending on how long it takes for the next book to come out, because I can just re-listen and remind myself of what happened in the last books. Um, and I'm hoping that people may be found in Keeper Chronicles through this. I know on my YouTube channel, when I've been talking about this, people have definitely said that they've started reading it because of the podcast and that they've been enjoying getting caught up with it. So that obviously makes me super happy. Um, because I absolutely love Alona Anders. They're my favorite currently writing author. I will say, I do, I always say that. I do wonder if that's as true as it used to be. Um, just because I've changed as a reader a little bit. I don't know. That's a different thought for a different day. In theory, they're my favorite currently writing author. And I don't have any other author that comes to mind that I like better. So we'll just keep going with that. It does, regardless of my feelings about favorites or not favorites, I absolutely love it when people give their books a try because I think they are like criminally underrated. They are so talented. I think that if you like action adventure based sci fi type stories, there's nobody better for my money. Like, I absolutely love what they do. And if you're like me and you also want some romance thrown in it into the mix, they have that. The world building is off the chain. Like, ugh cannot sing the praises of this writer duo enough. They are absolutely just impeccable. So it makes me happy to hear that people um, are finding their books because of me. That is just such a joy. So anyway, I think that that wraps up Innkeeper's Chronicles and roughly wraps up season two. Like I said, we're going to get a bonus episode of Blood Air and the new Kate Daniels novella just because um, I've read them both, well, read or will have read them both recently, so why not? I think that because they're both, I think, well, they're in a long-running series, and I don't want to go back, at least at this point, and do a full Kate Daniels recap. So I think they're going to be kind of like, it's going to be more of a review-based episode as opposed to like, then this happened. Like, it's not going to have a plot recap, it's going to be more my thoughts. Um, so we'll do that in a couple of weeks once I've had a chance to read the new, uh, Kate Daniels book. So yeah, well for now you're listening to this. If you're listening to it when it first comes out on the second day of 
January. So happy 2023. Uh, I hope that you are kicking off your new year in style. And thank you so much for following along with uh, this season. If you've enjoyed it, please take a minute to rate, review the show uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. I also am posting these as unlisted videos over on my YouTube channel. So check out that playlist on books like Whoa YouTube. You can find that there. And if you want to hear more from me, you can find me at Books Like Whoa pretty much everywhere. Uh, and yeah, I will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks for a little bonus action. But for now, consider Innkeeper Chronicles wrapped. And have a wonderful couple of weeks till I talk to you guys again. Bye.